0: textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. You're you're, you're, you're listening to the the, the hottest, the hottest NBA podcast out. Yeah, I said what I said. She's eating up. It's the Heat Check. The The Heat Check. Heat Check. With Trista Crick. Let's move over some news from around the world. Let's check in on what's popping. Let's start in Chicago. Huh? It's probably tranquil there, right? Like probably nothing going on. Just giving you a little update on the, the state of Billy Donovan's haircut. You know? When's the last time Billy Donovan got an, a, a lineup? No, the trade machine is rocking and running. It's, ah, you can hear it. It's starting to speed up. And fortunately, this time, nobody's denying it. The Bulls front office is like, yeah, we're exploring all options. Zach Levine is being like, hey, I got these preferred landing spots. Shams, Shams, Miami, Sacramento, not New York, probably LA, not the Clippers. And saying, this is all a business. And then, of course, you still have to play games in the middle of it, right? So that gets a little sticky. You got a little political back and forth happening. Which is why, when the Bulls had a nice comeback, went over the Heat, and outscored Miami by 13 points in the fourth quarter, it didn't surprise me exactly that Zach Levine decided to go full villain and threw a bit of a tantrum, being like, bitch, get off me, to the PR woman who's like, hey, you've got to do the post-game presser now uh, with the sideline reporter. The whole team celebrating on the court after this big comeback win. DeRozan put them up for a good late. Zach decides he's storming off the court, and there is nobody that's going to stop him. Bulls PR woman's like, hey, 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 and he's like, don't get off me. That is that is the only bull that did not celebrate the win. Joe Crowley of the Chicago Times Sun wrote this. Sources indicate that the front office was made aware of the situation immediately, and you guessed it, was less than thrilled with Levine's actions. When Coach Billy Donovan found out what happened, he was downright ticked. I love that word choice, downright ticked. By golly, he was peeved. through <laughs> the game, Zach was unapologetic, saying it was a misunderstanding, I am sure. Let's listen. There's a miscommunication for us and our PR team. We're Zach, exactly. you, I mean, you look... Ticked the way you kind of pull away, usually pretty accommodating and stuff like that. What exactly? No, I'm not ticked. Though. I'm happy we got to win. You know, just we play these guys in a couple days. You know, you don't want to just sit around and celebrate. I'd rather celebrate in the hard Oh, he just didn't want to celebrate. We got to play the Heat again in two days. So I don't want him to see us be too excited about beating them. I'm not ticked at all. Joe Crowley, could you just eliminate ticked from uh your lexicon? It's 2023, my guy. Pissed, upset, heated. There's a lot of other words you could use. But also, Zach, we don't believe. Murda Murda, we don't believe you. I don't know. That game against Charlotte on November 23rd, 2019, when you scored 49 and won it on a turnaround three at the buzzer, then celebrated with your teammates like you won a gold medal. Remember that one? Remember just March 16th, 2019, a game where you had a game winner. Your teammates went crazy after the buzzer. There was also that game against the Pacers where DeRozan hit that last second game-winning shot, and you just stood there with your arms down while the rest of your team mobbed them are, Are we starting to see a trend here? You realize that YouTube exists. I can just look them up. I can just look game log up. I can look your mannerisms up. I can look your body language up. It's okay that you are a little upset when your teammates are the guys down the stretch. It's a little okay to admit that you're kind of out on the bulls right now and you don't really care about team success. It's very clear body language. You are fucking done. I'm not suggesting that Zach Levine is pulling a James Harden, but he's like pulling a, a Harden zero. You know, it's like tastes like Coke, but isn't Coke. Like it tastes like Harden, but it's not Harden. I am suggesting that Zach Levine is over Chicago. And this is another example. Let's move on. How bad have things been for our guy, Jordan Poole? It's been really bad. It's been like, get this man, a teddy bear kind of bad. So bad, according to Clutch Points, his efficiency is well below NBA average from every spot on the court. In other words, he's doing nothing well. And the Wizards, good teammates that they are, they have noticed. Teammate Tyus Jones, one of the truly good guys in the league, probably the most underrated player in the NBA, said that they are currently trying to keep Jordan Poole's spirits high in the dark space. Not the Aaron Rodgers retreat, the mental dark space that they are admitting he is going through. We are trying to keep his spirits up. He's probably putting a little too much pressure on himself, but it comes from a place of care and wanting to be great and wanting to succeed. Tyus, you must not have heard when Jordan Poole said his legacy was solidified and he's already won his chip and now this is his team. When you're on a huddle, when you're in a huddle and you're not looking at the play calls and you're saying, don't worry about it, this is my team, and then you are so distracted during that huddle that you have to go back to the board to see after, to find out what they're calling, that's not putting pressure on yourself to succeed. That's being so selfish and not interested and just disengaged. It's magnifying your, your problems through inattention. How bad could things be? Well, Poole is the single lowest offensive-rated player in the NBA at 90. To give you uh, an idea of how bad that is, by the way, it's not just guards. It's every NBA player. Klay Thompson is having the worst start to his career, not to pile on the dubs, our dubs, and is the bottom 10 uh, offensive rating in the NBA, but he's still 10 points better than Jordan Poole. Poole shooting splits are 39% from the field, 28% from three, and 81% from the free throw line. It's getting to the point where you almost feel bad for Jordan Poole if you didn't know he was getting baddies in D.C. along the way. I do want to see him have an occasional go-to heater, but in the meantime, fade Jordan Poole every single night. Points, threes, overs on turnovers. Let's move forward. Finally, we end this episode with the Celtics. They've been awesome. I haven't probably talked about the Celtics enough. Ten and two. Should be probably talking about them a little bit every single episode, but hey, can't cover everything. First in the East. But along the way, you miss your homies. Pouring out a little bit for Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum, a little bit in his feels. Nostalgic for the past. In this case, Marcus Smart has hit the injured reserve list, injured list, and may miss four to six weeks, even though they say that the injury is not that serious. Very sad times, obviously, for Marcus Smart. Very sad times for Memphis, where the team has gone off the cliff. He's been terrible. They've been terrible. But in Boston, vibes are very high, and they cannot quit him. Tatum specifically said this after a Celtics win this weekend. I thought I was going to spend my whole career with Marcus. Marcus is a big part of this culture. He was the most beloved Celtic that we had on our team. I know. TikTok fans got so mad at me when I suggested that he would be traded. He was the heart and soul. To see him leave, I thought I was going to play with smart my entire career. So seeing him leave was tough. Can we just get this man back to Boston? Can we just make a trade now? I am sure Memphis would allow you to give stuff back. I don't know what it is. I think you probably have enough in the scrap heap to give Memphis something to stay interested. Trade him. Peyton Pritchard, Luke Cornett, first rounder, bring him back home. Neither side wanted this breakup in the first place. Brad Stevens is probably sending him love notes. And I bet you, I bet you Marcus Smart off the bench would be a good, good piece for a championship caliber team. That's all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. Come on back tomorrow for an all new episode, Rookie Report. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes, which will drop unexpectedly. Hey, it's Thanksgiving week. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful if you're listening to this podcast right now. I'm thankful if you send me DMs, if you comment on my Instagram posts or my TikTok posts, you're fucking dope. This podcast could not exist without you. I'm thankful for everyone involved and who makes this podcast. So in the meantime, let's grow them. Let's get other people to subscribe, download, and tell your friends. Every single one of them. Even the folks that you pass at the airport when you're going home and you're sad because you don't know how long it's going to be till you see your family. Because layovers are long and there's delays. You know what time it is. It's like home alone. And follow us on social. key check. Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll see you tomorrow.